Welcome to Innovating Music, a podcast from the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation. I'm your host, Dr. Gigi Johnson. Today's episode, we are talking with Jim Ledestri, CEO of Border City Media, about their new service, Buzz Angle Music. It analyzes daily sales, streaming, and airplay of albums, songs, and artists. He comes from outside the music industry, previously was CEO of AdSoft Direct, an internet-based marketing service. And before that, he was an executive with both IBM and Sprint. Jim has an MBA from NYU Stern and a bachelor's in computer science. And he joins us via Skype from New York. Let me introduce and welcome Jim Ledestri. Now, how did you end up calling it Buzz Angle, and what's the core the core heart of what you're doing? What is it that you're trying to make that's a big change? What's the innovation? Uh, like, like many entrepreneurs, you start with one idea and then you morph into other ideas. And the, the original uh, concept that I had uh, right around the holiday time three years ago was to build a consumer application in the entertainment space. Um, I was intrigued by the collection of data and the collection of different types of data uh, as it results to developing uh, playlists and, and things of that nature. And I come up with this idea that uh, we, when you're developing these lists, you should take a look at the the buzz part of the equation, which is everything surrounding this music. So it could be your, your, your friends. It could be on social media. It could be um, uh, the actual measurement of, of true consumption like we're doing. It could be from any source. It could be uh, from people doing reviews, uh, you know, professional reviews in, in magazines or on blogs and, and that sort of a thing. And depending on which way you look uh, at that buzz, uh, the angle, if you will, uh, the viewpoint, the lens at which you look at that buzz, you can you can change that and come up with different uh, lists. So I could be looking at the top 10 list of, of uh, songs that were listened to um, by my friends. I could uh, – the top 10 songs that were reviewed by – you know the the professional uh, you know music uh, curators and and critics that sort of thing the top ten songs talked about on Twitter uh, all of those things together so that's how I came up with Buzz Angle depending on the buzz you can look at the different angle and come up with different part types of reports and stats and and lists so I started on the consumer side and that as I was doing research uh, into how how do I best do that and started talking to some of the the record labels etc. Uh, came to find out that they had a tremendous need uh, on the business side uh, uh, for a, an analytical tool that they used within the business. And so I I did a pivot there and still kept the name, of course, because it still was uh, apropos, but then moved into the business sector. No offense to your, your great idea in lunch, but hadn't they been building their own from the inside or did they find that separately or with the other products that are already out there, they weren't getting – their fix, their need, um, things taken care of. You guys were not the first to the table. Why hadn't this really come together to be a solution for them before then? Yeah, certainly we, we weren't the first uh, to do this. Uh, the industry has used a product called SoundScan for, for 25 years. That product just hadn't evolved to the point of being able to address some of the current world needs, if you will. Um, it had been uh, you know bought and sold a couple of times. And through that process, I think just hadn't uh, 
really updated and, and brought into the current, you know, to what was needed in the current times. That's when I was talking about this other concept. They said, wow, that's the, that's the type of thing we need over here. Uh, and, um, and that's when I kind of moved into that direction was because of a business need, because someone was not, not uh, fulfilling that, um, you know, that, that particular requirement. Well, this series is about innovation. In many ways, finding an unmet need is part of innovation. But how do you take a look at innovation? What is innovation to you in your practice? Yeah, I think innovation can mean a couple of different things. I mean, I think most people feel that innovation happens at a at a product side, um, but it can also happen on a process uh, side as well or under the covers um, which I think just broadens it and allows us to have more opportunity to innovate. So you can innovate on making a process faster. Uh, you can innovate on, on making a process uh, cheaper uh, or or just better, more functionality. So uh, that's what I looked at when I was coming into this market is how can I make not just the product have some cool functionality, but maybe how to make the processes within uh, faster to to, to produce the, 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 the charts and the data and the analytics faster? How can I bring in the data faster from the people sending us their, their data to be analyzed? So you really take a look at all of it and say it's got to really, the innovation can exist on multiple levels, um, process and, and technology, you know, and, and price really. So then what are the challenges of being an innovator and especially in music? You'd think that some of this with the changes in technology might have happened earlier or by other parties, which we were just referring to. But what are the real challenges? What makes this hard or hard enough so that there's real opportunity there? Right. I think the, the challenge is, and, uh, is to keep up with the pace that's really needed. Uh, in most industries, especially now in, in music, you're seeing streaming just you know, blow up. Now, and, and maybe it's, you know, uh, fortuitous for us that this change in the marketplace is happening, which is forcing us to innovate faster on the data that we're collecting, the way we're presenting the data, the way we're analyzing the data, such as that we can provide the industry with a way to possibly come up with different business models. Right now, I think we're all searching for the right business models. You hear, you know, some artists and artist managers, uh, uh, I'll say use the word complain or or at least uh, you know certainly be be vocal about they need to make more money from streaming and where's this this money going they were used to making money in a certain way and maybe some of those traditional ways are are declining slightly and streaming seems to be the way most people now want to want to listen to music at least the the people who have that that sort of technology um but within that now it's driving the pace of innovation even faster. So whereas maybe, you know, 20 years ago, uh, you didn't need to innovate quite as much because people were buying and consuming music in the same way. So now that we're into this new world, it's just uh, increasing the demand for new functionality, new ways to look at it. So so we, we uh, made a good name for ourselves by having this, this great new technology that's fast and timely able to really meet the needs of the customer and now they're asking for it even faster so they live with something for 20 years and now they want us to change daily weekly monthly with adding new things so the, we, we set the bar high and then they just keep moving it higher so that's the probably the biggest challenge is that you you achieve one level and then the bar continues to to rise above 
Well, you mentioned that music had not necessarily been facing some of these questions till they got to streaming. Is this faster or slower than other industries? You've worked in a lot of other industries. Is music uh, different in the way it innovates or are there a lot of similarities or is it, I tend to sometimes joke, it's the the bellwether or um, canary in the coal mine to maybe some other media industries that are facing some of these same issues. Is music different? Yeah, I think music's a little bit different because it faces multiple challenges from uh, the perspective that the the content can be delivered in multiple different ways. And the minute you have something that can be delivered multiple ways, then there's going to be this way versus that way. There's going to be a lot of analysis that's done. And, and, and especially in music, you have even more forces to contend with, such as piracy and those kinds of issues. It's a small enough component, a song uh, compared to a movie. And we know that Anything really digitally can be pirated, but it's it's such a smaller component that it's even easier on that front. So you've got a bunch of challenges, uh, the, the way it's delivered, how it's going to be delivered, uh, from whom it's going to be delivered. I think compared to other industries, they don't, they don't face some of those things. If you're developing a software product for in supply chain, you don't have quite the, quite the same number of challenges uh, you know, that you do here. You know, you have fans, uh, fanatics, right, in music who, who want their product in a certain way. Artists are very creative uh, and they want their music you know, displayed and, and showed in a, in a very different way. So you've got uh, a lot of passionate constituents in this industry where in many industries you don't have quite that same amount of passion, which just puts pressure on all of us to, to come up with something that's beneficial to everyone. Is it also part of the issue that we have such depth of library and new library coming on that makes the data side of this really different? Yeah, the um, the thing that makes this certainly the, the data needs are different. The data capabilities are different. And just coming from uh, the past history, uh, people in, in the music industry uh, haven't been great at the metadata side of the equation. The metadata means the data about the data. So it would be the artist, the title, the release the time, um, all, all that sort of information. How long is the running time? What are the tracks on the album? So that one of our biggest challenges on the data side is to, is to collect the data about the music itself. Uh, when we first uh, came into the market, we thought the biggest challenge was going to be how do we deal with the volume of transactional data you know, between Spotify and YouTube and now Apple Music. You're just getting millions and millions of transactions a day that we have to process. And we always thought that was going to be the challenge. And certainly it is a challenge. But when you compare it to getting um, agreement on what is the official title uh, for the song and who the artist and are these two artists names similar? So how do the systems match whether this is the same thing or not. You, you get a file from retailer A and then you get another file from retailer B. You've got to match those up and make sure that they're the same so that you can provide the statistics and in, in the uh, analytics. And in the past, there haven't been things such as a formal artist ID, You know, much like we have social security numbers. It would be nice if everyone had a, a an identifier um, as an artist and as a label and as a distributor and as a publisher and as a songwriter, if we had all these these elements, it would make uh, the data side a little bit easier. So from from our standpoint, that you know that makes it uh, uh, challenging, but it gives us more opportunity at the same time. What other 
surprises or challenges? This probably wasn't a surprise, but have you had any surprises with coming in to innovate in the music industry? Anything you didn't expect in a good or bad way? Yeah, I think one thing that I didn't, you know, you maybe just underestimate is the passion that people have for music. Far more, I mean, I think we're all passionate about what we do, even if we're in something that might you know, be considered to be more boring, like I, I work in supply chain in a manufacturing company, but we still have passion for our company. It's nothing like what I've seen in this industry. Uh, you, you meet the people here and they love making music. They love selling music. They love distributing music. They love listening to music. Everywhere you go, it's just that passion that, that helps me drive further because I know they really care about this. It's not just, I'm not just coming here because it's a job and and they come in and punch the clock and they go home. They love what they do. And that's been great and, and was a surprise. Probably one on the on the other side of surprise would be how much the charts were emphasized uh, in music, how much it was, um, how important it is to be, you know, number one or be in the top 10 or be in the top, the top 20. Certainly, I know that everyone wants to, to, to win the race and, and to be there. But when you're looking at an analytics product, you also want to find a way for people to make more money. And in most industries, that's where you know people are driving the, the biggest profit. How can I become more efficient? And when I first got here, it felt like everyone was, uh, it was, it was 80% on, you know, we want to get good placement on the chart and 20% on we want to have a great business model and make more money. But I, I think that as we've gone in and, and our product has evolved even in the last year or so, we're, we're seeing more and more people kind of move from it's not just the, the public ranking of a, of a title, but how successful are we? And, that, and that's, that's good to see now. But it was a little surprising in the beginning how I wasn't getting as many questions on that as I, as I thought I would. What about decisions on – using the data and now the daily data to make different decisions in actually managing operations i mean in terms of making better decisions is that coming in abundantly or is that really people getting used to having the data to make as granular a decision as they now can do yeah that's that's uh, kind of dovetailing what i said before you know our system provides daily data uh, and in the past, the, the industry was used to weekly data. So that was the biggest innovation that we brought to the to the table was just processing that amount of data every single day uh, so that they could see it. And I was, I guess, going, going back to the last question, all about surprised at how the industry could have lasted so long without uh, without daily data. Because when you look at it, things happen at that kind of a granular time element. They don't happen over the course of a week. They happen usually on a particular day. So whether that's a concert stop for an artist or whether that's a, you know, an appearance uh, at a show or on a TV show, a talk show, you know, someone singing at the Super Bowl, a, a new commercial that has a song being played in it. They all happen at a particular day that you want to measure what was the impact that happened on that day. And our system is really, you know, the first to allow that kind of analysis where you can now see, oh, wow, Katy Perry sung at the Super Bowl, and this is what happened to her sales and her streams and, and her play on the radio, et cetera. You can see how that really is all affected. And then you can measure it across other artists who are doing the same thing to see, okay, now maybe we want to tr uh, try for this type of an event. You might be able to pick a different type of artist because you get a, a bigger impact. Uh, we also you know, track 
uh, the releases. Uh, another thing that's very important happens on a certain day. Albums are released on a on a particular day. You need to see what happens on that day and then the ensuing days so you can see uh, how things are playing out. And now uh, people are making business decisions based on that daily data, such as it's doing better than we thought, this album release, so we're going to pump more money into it. Um, and you may see one that's being a little disappointing and you may you know, move resources away to the one that, that really needs it. And uh, that, that type of thing really, you know, wasn't available too much uh, in the past because you kind of had to wait to the end of the whole week to see how everything was playing out. Now you can see it every single day. And you can also, I understand, understand the geography of taste decisions, actions, what your customers are doing. Yes. When you when you combine the, the daily capability with the geographical information, uh, that especially is useful for people in the, the touring industry so they can see uh, what happened on a particular tour stop in a particular geography for an artist and they know that artist played a certain genre so once you're involved with that kind of data then you can actually make some good decisions about you know should I stop in Phoenix or should I stop in Albuquerque you know should I play uh, the north more than the south etc and and that's been great to see people using the data that way so what type of, we talked about innovations that you guys are doing, and it sounds like you're, you're really at an interesting point in moving some decisions forward in real, real time, uh, which is something we haven't had before, or we've had in different ways before. What are the next new innovations you see coming up the pike in music? I think one of the things that we also provide in our, in our system is a globally integrated system. Uh, in the past, there were multiple systems for multiple geographies. So if you want to see how an album is doing across multiple geographies, you'd be logging into multiple systems, and that just really doesn't work. You know, we're a, we're a global economy now. We have to be able to track globally. So we are continuing to push to get more global data in to develop global functionality. But that, I think, is a, is a key innovation that needs to you know, be enforced over the next you know, few months, a few years, the ability to have a single global system to look at the, the performance of these uh, artists, albums, and songs. Another thing which I think is just critical is the ability to look at it from a 360-degree perspective. We hear a lot about these uh, recording contracts that artists get out. Now you're into the 360 contract, meaning that it's taking a look at not just the recorded side of the music, but publishing and performance. A lot of these analytical tools ourselves, uh, Buzzangle Music, and our and our competitors are on the recorded side, um, but there really aren't any on the publishing and performance side. So um, I, I think that's a tremendous opportunity to develop systems that really take that 360 view, especially if artists and artist managers and, and music as a whole will be measured in that in that way. All three components. So we've talked a bit about Buzz Ankle, and it's a great adventure you guys are on. What would be maybe two or three companies that you could share with us that you think that you're intrigued about, excited about, that are changing music? Well, one of the companies that we deal with quite often is a Shazam. And they're not a, a, a new company, but I think they're a, a, a great example of an innovative company. Uh, you know, they had a, a consumer product which lets the consumers identify the song that they're listening to. And at its inception, that's all really all it was meant to do, right? It was a, this great feature, a fun feature for consumers. But it's really turned into a great predictor of what songs are going to be hot. 
in the in the industry now was really looking at how many Shazam tags as a as a song had and where are those Shazam tags and how do they relate to the sales and streaming and airplay activity in a particular geography and I I think what's great for me to see and, and I'm excited about is how the, uh, Shazam has embraced that they're not just allowing it to happen which they could do and, and look elsewhere but they're actually putting effort into data analytics and, and really going back to the music industry and saying how could we help the industry even glean more information from the data that they're collecting I'm a huge uh, fan myself of, of what Shazam is doing and then uh, kind of completely to the to a different side as, as Pledge Music Pledge also a partner of ours is um, really changed the model in a way, right? By allowing all of us to support uh, the creation of music. And so it's not just where these artists have to uh, fight for resources from maybe a a small few larger uh, labels, et cetera, but they can go out on their own and get the job done. and, And there's a vehicle for doing that. So two very different things, but also very great for the music industry. Any last thoughts, any other things that we didn't hit talking about innovation in music that, that you find intriguing or hopeful? Or In my career, I've been, you know, before the, the music industry, I, I was an entrepreneur more on the hosted application side, generic, developing generic tools. And so I got a chance to really sit down with a lot of the, the luminaries in the, in the technology industry and work with them closely. And one of the things that uh, when I talk at conferences, I talk about the fact that uh, passion is the common ingredient between uh, you know, really all of these you know, super successful uh, executives in, in, the, in the space. They just uh, don't want to fail. They'll put everything that they have into succeeding. I would encourage anyone who's you know, listening to the, to the podcast and, and you know, going to school for innovation is to don't underestimate drive. The drive is extremely important. I'm excited about continuing the innovation here. The one thing about innovation, it never stops, right? It's it's the drive to continue innovating. It's not a destination. It's a journey. You get to one spot, and then all you do is you look up and see the next spot where, where you need to move to. And this industry, I think, is going to change in that way. We're right at the beginning of this explosion of streaming. People are trying to figure out the business models and how do you do trials how do, you, how do you price the trials? Do you do windowing and offer certain releases and not other releases? So there's more questions than answers, and that's great. That means there's going to be more innovation to find find out the answers to those questions, and I'm sure we'll continue uh, to get more as well. And it's going to get more personal, more personalization, not just in general what do people like, but what do people like during different times of the day. Uh, we want to get to that level where we'd say this is the most popular song, but maybe at five o'clock when you're driving on a super highway, um, this is the type of song you want uh, people listen to. But if it's uh, eight a.m. on the back roads on a weekend, these things are more popular uh, type of a thing. So we really want to get to a place where we can really help the industry and help the consumer at the end of the day understand and present uh, music that that they're going to enjoy. Well, Jim, thank you very much. We talked about journeys. We're looking forward to seeing how your journey goes with Buzz Angle and working with various folks within the music industry, within creatives, within different people to help them with some better innovations and information, but also figuring out how we can help everybody with their journeys with data. So thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to keeping in connection and, and uh, hearing more later about what happens as your journey continues. 
Uh, thank you very much. And I look forward to meeting everyone in person. Great. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this podcast. Many thanks to the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation for being our hosts of this ongoing series. You can subscribe to us in all the usual places, or you can come find us at innovation.schoolofmusic.ucla.edu. Join us again to follow the other adventures that we will be tracking down in innovating music. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. You have found one of our adventures now in the Marimel Podcast Network. You can find our shows everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We've got Amplify Music Conversations from the Amplify Music Conferences during the pandemic, Creative Innovators, and now Innovating Music. If you're interested in following up with us in any of these shows, please reach out on our websites, and you can find those in the show notes.